The chef is actress, TV personality, and host of Food Network's Kids Baking Championship, Valerie Bertinelli. The dish is tequila lime sticky chicken thighs. And this is Cook Tracks. Everybody, I'm Rach, Rachel Ray, and you're listening to Cook Tracks. It's a brand new, super cool way to cook. Each episode will be right alongside you. Well, kinda, we'll be in your ear, taking you step by step through a dish or a meal in real time. We'll be adding a little pinch of tips, tricks, and fun stories to keep you guys entertained and up your cooking game. Needless to say, we've got your back in the kitchen. I mean it, guys. You literally don't have to worry about a thing. I'm going to keep you on track with my buddy, Cappy. Think of him as our kind of play-by-play announcer for the cook-along. And since not all stoves are created equal, boy, do I know that. If you guys get a little caught up, just hit pause. You don't have to read a recipe, and it isn't rocket science. This is not something you're supposed to take seriously. We want you guys to have fun. Follow along, and at the end of each episode, we'll have made a dish or a meal from start to finish together. Gather up your ingredients, pour yourself a drink or a cup of tea, and turn your volume up to 11. This is Cook Tracks. Take it away, Cap. Hey everyone, it's Cappy. The episode you're about to hear was recorded as part of a virtual live at home series produced by the Food Network and Cooking Channel New York City Wine and Food Festival. I was honored to moderate over 30 of these classes with some of the world's greatest chefs and culinary personalities, and now they're available to you right here on CookTracks. You can find all the ingredients and equipment you need to cook along on our website, cooktracks.com. We hope you're ready to have some fun, and remember, some of the chefs follow these recipes to a T, while others cook from the heart and use their recipe as a guide. I want to mention that the money raised, over $400,000, from the guest participation in these classes went towards the New York City Wine and Food Festival Restaurant Employee Relief Fund, supporting the National Restaurant Association Educational Foundation to help New York State restaurant workers hit by the COVID-19 crisis. If you'd like to learn more and give to the fund, please visit chooserestaurants.org or nycwff.org backslash relief. We appreciate all of your support. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to the New York City Wine and Food Festival's At Home Series. Today's guest, as we know, needs no introduction. Valerie Bertinelli, actress, best-selling author, business entrepreneur, mom, wife, cat mom, very (laughs) passionate about giving back. I don't know if you all saw, saw, but while most people get gifts for the birthdays, Val uh, was a giver. So she turned 60 and she gave a check for $60,000 to about four different nonprofits on her birthday. Val, you're incredible. Thank you for that. How are you? I'm doing well. How is everybody else doing out there? I think everyone's doing well. I'm going to check on them in their kitchens, but let's see. Right, here's how this will go down. Why don't you share with everybody what we're making today? We'll do a little roll call of ingredients. You could share what they'll okay. have in yep. front of them, and then we could stop for a few seconds to run to the fridge if they need to. Okay, good. So what we're going to need is um, about two and a half pounds, two pounds of chicken thighs. You can either do skin on or bone in, or you can do skinless, boneless, and I'll tell you the difference about that while we're cooking away because I made them both ways. You're going to need some agave. You're going to need some limes, a jalapeno, some chipotle peppers and adobo sauce. You're going to need some of that uh, tequila for sure. A little coriander and cumin and some diced onion. I happen to have red onion here, but you can use any onion that you like. 
So I think, oh, garlic and a little bit of butter. Because I always like to finish, the sauce that we're making on the chicken is like this sticky glaze that is going to go under the broiler. And I always like to finish a glaze or a sauce with a, just a little bit of butter. I think it just kind of um, rounds out the flavor for me and just makes it a little bit more decadent. Awesome. I love it. Everyone, we're going to stop for 30 seconds, run to the fridge, run to the pantry if you need to, and then we'll start back up. Sound good? And should we, Val, should we have, uh, make sure people have their ovens preheating? Yes, you need to preheat your oven to 450. Um, and then what you're going to do, um, midway through all of this, you're going to pump it up to the broiler once you get the sauce. So while the chicken is cooking in the oven, you're going to make your sauce and then pull the chicken out, pour the sauce over, get that glaze under a broiler, and it's going to be gorgeous. Awesome. I'm peeking on you all in your kitchens now. I'm going to see if you're all ready to rock. Can I get a thumbs up from everybody? Good, good. Hi, Kristen. Thank you. Riley, little Riley cooking. Thank you. Everyone's looking good. All right, let's do this. All right, so first thing, I've got um, chicken thighs. They've been cleaned, and I um, patted them down so they're not too wet because they're going to hit some very hot oil, which we're going to put into a cast iron. If you don't have a cast iron, just make sure that you're using a saute pan that can go into the oven. So you don't want any plastic or rubber or whatever handles. You need them to be um, oven safe, at least to 450, because this whole thing's going into the oven. So first thing you want to do is get the chicken thighs on their skin side up, get a bunch of salt on there, and then get some pepper. You know what? That's not working very well. So I'm going to get some of my trusty already ground pepper. Oh, that happens, that, to, that happens to you too in the kitchen? Yep. <laughs> I always have to have, have, have a, a backup. Okay, so I don't want to get my hands all messy. I'm going to have to go wash my hands. Well, I can see, um, I don't know if you can see, but the pan is already starting to smoke. So I'm just going to turn it down just a touch because I do want it to sizzle. What we want to get right now is a super crispy, uh, uh, chicken skin because that's the only way chicken skin tastes good is it's super super crispy and we want to get it crisp up because then it's going to get a glaze on top of it and so you don't want it to kind of get weak underneath that glaze so you get the chicken skin down on the hot oil awesome and just for everybody cook cooking listening watching at home we heard that sizzle at the beginning but with the power of zoom it kind of mutes it out so we could hear val so you should get a nice sizzle now now usually i don't like to get I don't like to stuff too much of the meat in together because I don't want it to steam. But really, all I'm looking for now is just getting a nice crispy skin. So I'm going to make some room to get all these guys in. And just a little side note, if you can hear me over the sizzle. Can you hear me, Kathy? Yes. Okay. So when you're, when you're buying chicken skin, or when you're buying chicken... I happen to really like the smaller breasts, the smaller thighs. There's something psychologically, I don't know if it's true or not, but psychologically for me, I think that the, the smaller the breast, the smaller the thighs, the less hormone. I don't know if that's true. It's just something that innately feels like it would be true to me. So you don't have to take my word for it. Just it's my preference because I've noticed lately in the, in the markets that everything is so big. They look like turkey breasts and turkey thighs. And I want a nice... I think more of the flavor is compacted into the meat when it's a smaller piece of meat. So that's just me and, and the way I grew up. Anyway, so what we're going to do now is get this up to high because what, what we really, really want 
is a super crispy skin before we flip it over. So while they're crisping up all this skin, this is the time to salt and pepper the other side. That way you don't have to flip it in when, when they're still in a, a cold dip. So let's get the pepper on. And now, what are your, what, what's Sorry, your uh, cast iron? Share some, share your point of view on cast iron versus using a different Sorry? type of, cast iron versus using a different type of pan. You know, you, depending on how sturdy your pan is, I prefer this cast iron just because I've had it forever and I'm used to cooking with it. Plus, like I said, it goes into the oven. So you need a pan, whether it be, you know, Lepistat, they make really great, um, uh, Non-stick pans that also go into the oven, so those are terrific too. I'm just so used to this guy; it's my old workhorse, so I'm always uh, using this guy. Anyway, so I got the, the pepper, and now we get the salt. And don't be afraid of seasoning. This is going to be. This is where the meat gets all the flavor, and you could use thighs. I mean, sorry, we're using thighs. You can use breast. I just happen to really like this dish with thighs. I think thighs have so much more flavor. They're a little bit more fatty, and the meat just has more flavor for me. But feel free to use thighs, to use legs, to use chicken wings. I have a recipe up on um, online that I use chicken wings for this particular recipe. So it's changed a little bit, but yeah, I that's like a good. My that's meat. a good point. I'd probably say like thighs are a little more forgiving too. And if you are using breast, maybe keep a closer eye on the temperature because they're easier to overcook. Thighs are definitely much more forgiving. I and it's. The oil is fighting back. Oh, let me just say too, because I'm seeing there's a lot of oil in here because guys do have a lot of fat. Huh. I, I have made this many times where I've actually drained the oil into a saucepan that we're going to make our glaze in because the oil will have flavor in it from the chicken cooking down and from the skin because you don't want too much oil when it goes under the broiler. So I'm just saying, just be careful. You really need just the, the littlest amount of oil in there to get these uh, chicken thigh skins nice and crispy. So I'm just going to give a little peek. It's definitely not there yet. So while we wait for these guys to crisp up, you can ask me anything. Doesn't awesome. Have to be related. <laughs> Got a question from Lauren. Lauren's asking, what do you recommend as a side dish for this uh, for this meal? Uh, wilted greens are really, really good. You could do rice. Um, uh, a side dish can be anything that you prefer with chicken. It could be rice, it could be pasta, it could be noodles, it could be... Um, keep in mind that, that the glaze that's going on it is kind of like this sweet, hot glaze. So you could, anything you want to mix with sweet and hot. Now, um, the oven is at 450. And these guys, once I turn them, are going to go into the oven and cook. And for those of you that want to know when your chicken is done, with chicken, you want it to be about 165 degrees. And I always keep two thermometers really close next to my stove. So I'm always taking temp because I think that is always the best way to know when your food is done. Know the temperature that it needs to be. And take a temp as much as you want. Then you know your state, especially if you're cooking pork. It's really horrible to overcook pork. This would taste great with pork this particular way. But you never, ever want to overcook pork. You want to pull it out at 145 and let it continue to cook until it gets to 160, 165. And then it's tender and luscious and delicious. Now, like Kathy said, with chicken thighs, you don't have to be as concerned 
you you want it to get to 165, but you can pull it out at 150, 155, and let it come up to that because then it's going to go under the broil, and it will eventually get done, and it will continue to cook as it sits while you gather to uh, serve it. Awesome question from a uh, good question from Danny coming in. If someone's pan may may not be able to go in the oven, can you transfer those to a baking sheet to go in the oven? Oh, you probably could do that. Sure, but make sure that the baking sheet again. This is what I do just because I hate cleanup so much. It's covered a baking sheet and foil. Um, and absolutely put it on a baking sheet. Keep them tight together so that when you put the sauce on and it goes under the broiler, you get as much bang for your buck as you can. I'm just checking the skin to make sure it's nice. Um, I'm going to show you too. See, I don't, it's not quite where I want it to be. This brown is what I'm looking for. This is still a little too pale. Awesome. And then a couple questions or a couple messages from people just so you guys know about cook time for chicken breasts. And I don't know if we could pin like a specific time because, you know, there's some chicken breasts that are two inches thick and there's some that are a half an inch thick. So I think and the best like route earlier, some chicken breasts are huge and some yeah. are normal size. So that's why instead of timing, I always take a temp. Yeah. It's just much more reliable. Yeah. Or you could take a little paring knife and maybe cut open on the underside. You may lose some juice from there, but just make sure it's not pink. Ouch, it's, it, it's, it's fighting back. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna turn that one over because it looks pretty. So they're starting to go. They're looking good. Oh, that's gorgeous. See, that's what we're really going for right there. Let me see if I get another one. Good questions coming in here, everybody. Oh, I love everyone's side. Everyone's typing in their side dishes they're making. That's beautiful. Nice. That looks good. All right, I'm going to turn this off because it's now it's going to go into the oven. They're beautiful. You're beautiful. Okay. So now, so it's not to burn myself, I'm going to get into the oven. So while these guys go into the oven and finish cooking, which should take anywhere between 15 and 20 minutes, but it's they're going to get to 165 by then. Um, these are a little smaller, so it might take less time, but I'm going to get busy on the marinade, the glaze, whatever you want. Not the marinade. It's called a glaze. So uh, let me get this in the oven. Excellent. All right. Now, like I said earlier, oh, I can actually go back to screen now. Um, like I was saying earlier, usually um, if there's too much oil, I will put it into this pan that I'm about to make the glaze in. But um, I would do that without a lot of people watching because I haven't been known to burn myself. So I'm going to turn this on medium, get a little olive oil in here, or you can use canola oil. You can use any oil, not sesame, not peanut. Well, peanut you could use um, just kind of a nondescript oil. I know. I, I'm so used to grabbing my olive oil that I know in my recipe it probably says canola oil. That's just because I'm so used to, I, when I write the recipes, it's a little bit different than when I actually cook them sometimes. <laughs> so anyway, olive oil, whatever oil you have. And I, um, again, substitutions, because I think we should always be able to make substitutions. I chopped up some um, purple onions earlier, and I also had some medallions that I picked up. Those would be really good. Even scallions. I'm some, most of the time, if I'm ever going to substitute something, I have too many scallions, not scallions, I'm sorry, um, shallots. 
I have a cooking show that I won an Emmy on, and that's, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't mean I know anything. Okay, so we're going to get the, uh, this, the uh, little, those little purple onion thingies. We're going to get those softened. And um, while they soften up on a medium heat, we need to get a jalapeno. So let's get that sliced up. We only need about the really tip of it. And if you're worried about you not using all of your veggies or anything that you only need a quarter of or need a half of, I'm actually going to use this the rest of it tomorrow. And I'm going to make some spicy pickled cauliflower because I have some cauliflower that's about to go. So I'm always thinking, and I think you guys are probably always thinking too, what can I do with what I have left over? So I'm going to take just the very tip of the jalapeno and put the rest away for later. And then get this. Now, you can not put the seeds in or you put the seeds in. It totally depends on how spicy you want it. If you put the seeds in, it's going to be spicier. If you don't put the seeds in, it's going to mellow out a little bit more. I like spicy, so the seeds are going in. Excellent. Just chopping this up. Shout out to Katie, who's uh, not cooking. She's watching because this was a gift from her spouse since she's been doing all the quarantine cooking since March. So enjoy, Katie. Yes, Katie. Hi. I hope <laughs> you're drinking, Katie. That basil margarita sounds delicious. Use <laughs> one of those. So I'm getting these into little tiny dices, but uh, you don't have to worry about them being too small because you really want the chunks to show in the glaze as it's sitting on the on the chicken. So. That just goes in. Oh, wait, those are a little bit too big. It's always on the blind side of the knife. I need a blind side defense for my knife. Or is that offense? Blind side offense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, question. If, if someone has their chicken thighs, if they're sticking to the pan a little bit, any any suggestion? Maybe let it. Maybe let it go for a little longer. Yeah, you definitely need to let it go for a little longer. Chicken will usually tell you when it wants to release because it, it will, the, uh, the proteins and the, and the muscle will just kind of like shrink. And as it shrinks, it will release from the pan. So you're not giving it enough time or you didn't put enough oil down, um, but usually you're not giving it enough time. So just give it more time. Don't play with it. Honestly, that's one of my biggest problems is I play with the food way too much. And I've learned through process of elimination that the less I play with the food, the better it tastes and the more it will um, do what I want it to do. Excellent. So I'm just stirring up the uh, jalapeno and the onions as they soften up. And I got another little trick for you. Grab your zester and grab your garlic and just zest the garlic right in. And what I like about this is first of all, I'm not chopping garlic for days into little tiny bits, but it also kind of melts the garlic into the sauce. So it kind of really goes everywhere and intensifies the flavor. I like to call it mushy garlic because that's the way I like my garlic. Now my recipe says three cloves, but who really reads recipes, right? <laughs> If anyone joined the Marcus Samuelson class, when was that? Earlier in the week or last week? Um, I, I asked him a recipe question. He said, Kathy, you know better. You you eat it, you 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 like a chef for the, for their food, not their recipe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the reason I put the onions and the jalapeno in first is I wanted them to really start to get soft 
first because garlic definitely burns easier. So you want to keep an eye on the heat. And as you see that the other two veggies are softening, you can then continue on with the rest of the recipe. So you want to spread the veggies out to the edge and then gather up your coriander and your cumin. Um, I believe, I think it's a quarter teaspoon or maybe a half a teaspoon. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, you, you got uh, it. <laughs> you do it to the bottom of the pan and let those really beautiful, the fragrance, let it come up at you past all the other super fragrant things that are going on right there. But you want to toast these spices. Yeah, see? I just started smelling the cumin because it's hitting that heat and it's toasting. So turn the heat down because now what we're going to do is we're going to make a margarita. So I got my little trusty handy thing. I need a half a cup of tequila. Thank you, Cazadores. So we got a half a cup of tequila. Tequila! And then we need a quarter cup of lime. And we'll see how much this lime gives us. See how, what did it do? So I have a cup, so I need a little bit more lime. It didn't quite give me everything I need. It was a very stingy lime. So one more, half, and that goes in. And then into that, we want a tablespoon of agave. And I just eyeball it, because this is where the sweetness and the stickiness is gonna come from. That and when the tequila really cooks down, we get a little stir. Sorry, I'm back. So I just wanna make sure the agave is stirred in. Hey, Belle, any suggestions if someone is not uh, drinking or cooking with tequila, something to replace it with? Uh, you could use a white wine. You could use, I mean, the thing about tequila and why it's in this recipe is because it's playing off the agave. And as the agave um, comes down and as the tequila comes down, it, it comes down, it, it, it cooks down. It just kind of um, really pushes the flavor of the agave up which is where this dish really tastes great. It's the stickiness and some, that flavor that you get from tequila that you can't really get anywhere else. You can use wine, but why? Because it really tastes good. It's, you're, you're, you're drinking a margarita. There you go. Literally, that's where I take my margaritas. <laughs> tequila, lime, and a little agave. So this goes in. And I'm, I'm at home, so I can sip out of this. So it's like, it's okay, right? That I just sipped out of this and then poured it into the dish. Totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to stir that up. The margarita's in here. And I don't know if you can see this, but all everything that was sticking to the pan, that tequila and agave just brought it all the way into this sauce. It's now going to cook down. So we want to bring this heat up. And we have to really pump up the heat um, in both ways. We want to pump up the heat with um, heat, heat, and then like, ha, ha heat. So this is where your, uh, this had so much heat and, and beautiful flavor and smokiness. 
which makes me think that you could probably really amp the smokiness if you wanted to use some mezcal instead of tequila blanco. It could be done. I haven't done it, but, um, you know, play around. That's what recipes are for, to have fun. So we're going to take out the... Uh, these guys come in this beautiful juice. These are dried peppers that then have been rehydrated and they sit in this in this um, adobo sauce. It is so delicious. But I'm gonna grab another so I can pull this. So I'm gonna grab a few of these, a few of these peppers out. And the more peppers I pull out, that's the spicier I'm gonna make it. Plus, so feel free to use one pepper, no peppers, and just use the sauce. You can put the sauce in there. Feel free to do that. Or slice up, dice up these peppers. And you'll see as you go in there and slice them all up, there's a lot of seeds in there. So there's a lot of spice in there. I'm telling you between the spiciness and the smokiness and the sweetness of agave, it is to die for. Nice. That all goes... Hey, yeah. Val, Co Colleen asking if she's using dry chipotle peppers instead of fresh. Any idea how many she would use? Again, the more you use, the spicier it's going to be. Hang on. Um, but what I really like you to do is rehydrate those peppers, which means you put them in some water or you can even put them in some tequila. That would be really cool, too. And let them sit for a while until they rehydrate and then chop them up. So it's really important to rehydrate them. So now this little guy is going to really cook down. What am I missing? Let me just look at my recipe real quick. Oh, nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now what I want to do is get it on high because we want this to come down um, and really kind of pick it up like a syrup. And the only way that's going to happen is if you boil it and let all of the moisture and the steam release, and that cooks down and thickens the sauce and makes it nice and sticky. Nice. So if you have any questions, I can take them now because I'm about to take the thighs out. Yeah, um, I think everyone's trucking along here. Lisa is curious, oh, what, what dessert? Right? What's that? How many people are actually cooking right now? There's well over a hundred here. Raise your hand. Peeking. Lily, hi Lily. Blake cooking there. Denise, hi, hi everyone. Hi. Eileen, Jamie, oh, little Riley. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, a lot of returning people. Thanks for using that thumbs up emoji, everybody. I love that. The clapping hands, nice. Looking good. Uh, Lisa's curious about what desserts you would say go well with this dish. Maybe key lime pie or something, she said. That sounds good. But I'm telling you right now, this chicken tastes like dessert. You don't even need dessert when you're done with this. It's so good. <laughs> mm, yum. So as I heats up, what I'm going to do is take the chicken out and take its temp. So we can see what's going on with it while I let this uh, sauce reduce down. Awesome. Shout out to Liana cooking birthday dinner. Nice, nice. John Michael looks like he is not cooking, but he is drinking. That's okay too. You guys really shrunk up. Now let me take its down. Yeah, a lot of people asking what got you into cooking from, from the acting world. Um, I have actually been cooking longer than I've been acting. Um, I, would, I, I started as an actress when I was uh, 12 years old doing my first commercial. And then I got one at a time when I was 15. Um, 
I'm getting Chipotle all over my face. Um, and I've been cooking much longer than that. I have pictures of, I mean, there's me sitting with my grandma at six years old, watching her make bread and, and then helping my mom in the kitchen at 10, you know, nine years old. I just, I've always, this has always been my passion. It's always made me happy. It's been inventive. It's been um, like a little art project for me. But I, when I develop a recipe, I feel like I'm making something beautiful and then I get to eat it and it tastes great. Um, it's just, it's always been my passion. And then I get to do this on Food Network. It's like, how did I get so lucky? I count lessons every single day. Believe me. So the, this is definitely done. And this is why I like to use chicken thighs because even though they're done, when I put them onto the broiler, for another three or four or five minutes, it's not gonna overcook them to where they're not gonna be tasty. But if you did this with chicken breast, you definitely need to pull them out before they're done. They're probably maybe at 150, 155, because you you know what a chicken breast tastes like when it's overcooked, it's not pleasant. So that's why I, I like using the thighs and even chicken wings because um, they're forgiving, they're more forgiving. That sounds good, chicken wings with this. Yeah. Um, question, uh, kid chef Riley, I see her cooking along. She's curious. What was Riley? your fa favorite challenge that you gave on kids baking challenge? Oh, none of them. <laughs> Cause I want all the kids to win at all times. <laughs> so every challenge we give, that means somebody has to go home and I hate that. And I'm hoping that we get back to kids baking championship. We were supposed to start shooting, uh, last month and we did it because of all the craziness going on in the world with the COVID. Which, by the way, for all of you who signed up and bought a ticket, you are definitely helping people that have been suffering from the COVID-19 crisis that's going on in New York. So I want to thank you very much because you're going to help um, a lot of people. So thank yes. you for that. And, I, and on that note, shout out to Lois who's watching. She's a healthcare worker. Cooking and baking are how she relaxed when she was not at the hospital. Thank you for everything. Oh, Lois. thank you for everything that you do. So I'm going to shove these little chicken thighs in closer because I, I honestly, I think I let it reduce the lamb a little bit too much. So I don't know how much sauce I'm going to be able to put onto um, my chicken thighs. Move this over, pull this down. I hope you guys can see. I'm going to start to pour it over. Just get it right on top of all the thighs, even though you've made those nice chicken skins nice and crispy. It's okay because they're gonna they're gonna continue to stay crispy underneath all of this gorgeousness. Oh 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 oh! I forgot to put my broiler on. Don't forget to put your broiler on. It won't take long because it was a four fifty. It shouldn't like take long for it to come up to heat. But get every bit of deliciousness in there. Yum. And all that's gonna brown and get crispy, and the sugar in here from the agave. That's going to really caramelize. It's going to be so delicioso. Val, where does the butter come into play here? After. Perfect. Oh, Shiza. Okay. <laughs> that's where you guys, that's where you should put the butter. <laughs> if you uh -huh. haven't dumped your sauce, mix the butter into the sauce. Why are you? Otherwise, we'll use it on your toast tomorrow morning. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. Yeah. Um, you couldn't remind me just like five minutes ago? I, I, I just was, you know. <laughs> anyway. I was drooling over the sauce being poured over and it escaped me. 
Thank you. Uh, didn't I tell you that sometimes I forget stuff? Um, yeah, so to really make the sauce a little bit more unctuous, it's still going to be great. Um, I just add at the very end um, a tablespoon of unsalted butter because it's got plenty of salt in it from the chipotle and adobo and all that stuff. <laughs> anyway, it's not going to ruin it. It'll still be fine. It'll be fine. It's not the first time I've made a mistake. God knows. Okay, now it goes under the broiler. Um, I better put my alarm on because knowing me, I will make another mistake. Okay, so this is what I usually do. Get to my little trusty timer. And I'm going to put it, just to be safe, at two minutes. So we have two minutes to talk. And Josh, I'll, I'll grab my drink. Yeah, that sounds good. Look, Kathy, I have the butter all ready to go. <laughs> oh, well. Use it for cookies it's good, or something. I promise. If, yeah. you, if none of you guys put the butter in too, I promise it'll still taste good. Yeah. Shout out to and Linda. This is, out there. this is Linda's sixth class. Shout out to Linda. Wow, thank you Linda, for, for thank you. You, have, you know how much you're doing, how much you're giving to, Amazing oh my stuff. God, it's wonderful. Thank you. Val, I didn't realize this. I like randomly started seeing all these questions about lemons coming in, and then someone pointed out your love for lemons. Right, I do have a, a, a really a passion for lemons. I I just think it's a really versatile fruit. You can make it savory, you can make it sweet, and you can preserve it. You can. There's all so much. Lemon curd is the most delicious thing in the world. Yeah. So um, maybe I'll come up with some sort of lemon margarita thing that I can make this stem with the chicken, but you know, it's so classic. Yeah. Do you have a non, do you have any non-dessert uh, recipes that use lemon that you like? Oh, I have a lemon pasta that I really, really love uh, with arugula and uh, mascarpone. Um, yeah, this uh, pasta and lemon go really, really well together. Um, lemon and chicken go well together. Lemon and fish go well together. A, a salmon with some beautiful splayed lemon Slices on top is always good. Yeah, lemon's a good thing. Nice, nice. Hey, Alan, are you still there, our, our tequila master? Um, we have a question coming in for you, Alan, from Bill. He's asking, uh, what makes Casadores different from other tequilas? Yeah, there you go. There you are, buddy. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk, but I was on mute. Uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. What What makes Casadores different than other tequilas? Well, uh, tequila Casadores, where it makes different from other tequilas. Well, number one, uh, we are in the highlands of Jalisco okay. in a small town it calls Arandas. And there, where it makes the tequila very special is the soil. In Arandas, in the highlands, we have a red clay soil, which makes the agave a little, make a little more floral, a little more citrus. And then during the process, as uh, we were mentioning earlier, fermentation is when you get all the flavors up and aromas of your tequila. So we do the Mozart effect where which we make, you know, the tequila, the, the, the yeast more happy to yeah. produce alcohol. And uh, on top of that, at the end, we have a master distiller who does the art of blending. Well, mm. this is tequila blanco, but when we do tequila reposado, we use a new American oak barrels. So the master uh, tequilero or master distiller, he does the art of blending and you have this consistency from all the tequilas. I think it's one of the kind of unique, unique things about Casadores. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Val, how's it coming over there? 
Oh, it, it looks beautiful. Now, if you, I don't have this in the recipe, but I always like adding a little bit of beautiful greenery and I happen to have this uh, Italian parsley in there. You could put cilantro, but I just want you to look at how so good. gorgeous this is. And it smells even better. And I hope you guys. Yum. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to grab myself a little plate. Val, any go-to dishes you've made during quarantine that you've like gone to a second or third time? Bolognese, definitely. I've made yeah. a lot of bolognese. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, it's just easy and it's easy to freeze when I've, I find I have come up against a wall where I'm like, I, I don't know what to cook anymore. I don't know what to cook. What am I going to do? And that's when, honestly, I will find the closest restaurant that has takeout service and our restaurants, our local restaurants really do need us to stay in touch with them and, and need us to, you know, order from them whenever we can. So I'll find some of my favorite restaurants that are still serving and um, go pick up from there. Nice. What did I do with my, I'm looking for my Tonys. Oh, here they are. Just wanted to show you guys. I don't know how y'all are doing. Let's see. Everyone's kitchens probably smell so good. Yes, they have to smell good. Okay, let me just grab, here's a spoon. So I wanna get some of that sauce. Yummers. I just love how tiny these guys are too. Lots of cat questions coming in, Val. Oh, go ahead, that's okay. I got six cats, what am I gonna do? do <laughs> <laughs> looks delicious looks delicious let's take a no, peek in the scale how's everyone's chicken coming along how's the sauce coming along looking good Ooh, thank you for holding that up to the camera rk whoever you may be looks good another valerie nice i went to go look for one of my cats and i like they're all gone i don't know where they went they're usually my foot I don't know if you heard my uh, alarm go off, but that's a cat scream too. Oh, I'm not a cat, cat later or anything. That's I was so curious as how pe other people's dishes came out. Uh, I think, well, Janet just messaged and said it was so much easier to have you talk us through it. That's, that's the point well, that's of this, Janet. Join us, join us. Yes. We love the feedback. Thank you. It's amazing, looks good. Sauce is amazing, spicy. Much easier to have you talk us through it. Great. Awesome. Thank you, Val. Thank you. This is incredible. Thank you so much to Valerie Bertinelli. And most of all, thank you all for your support. Please stay safe and stay healthy, everybody. Thank you. Whether you just listened for fun or you cooked right along with us, we want to thank you. If you did cook a recipe, we want to see your food. Take a pick and tag it with hashtag CookTracks. You can find more info and keep up to date with us on CookTracks at CookTracks.com. CookTracks is cooked up by Cappy, Ian Cohen, and Charlie Dugiello with editing from Joel Yeaton. Music has been composed by Jeffrey David Goldford. Special thanks to Red Summit Productions. Please rate, review, and or subscribe to this podcast on your listening site of choice. Thanks for listening to Cook Tracks. We got your back in the kitchen. <laughs>